Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. Please mute your microphones. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, because we know that you have indeed um, given us the necessary requirements, O oh God, by which we can ascend up into your mountain in this season. We thank you, Father, because you have blessed us, O oh God, in this season with hunger, with thirst for righteousness, so that indeed you might fill us up. Father, we thank you because in this season, O oh God, we will continually ascend into the hills of your presence, into the hills of your power, into the hills of your grace. God, we thank you because we will not only look to you, oh God, um, for the ladder. But Father, we thank you because we will find the ladder inside of us. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, because even in this place of prayer, you are digging deep wells in ourselves, oh God. You Amen. are digging wells in our spirits. You are digging wells in our souls. You are digging wells in our minds. God, we ask that in the name of Jesus that these wells be opened up, that these wells be opened up, that these wells be opened up. Father, I bless you because you are bringing us even to the point of our Rehoboth, oh God. I thank you father because you are bringing us to the point oh god where there is no contention where there is no argument concerning um the river lord jesus that you want to cause to break out of us father i thank you because the days are becoming easy it is becoming easy for us to seek you easy for us oh god to fellowship with you easy for us oh god uh, um to to receive the things that you have for us because we are coming into the season of your of rehoboth we're coming into the season of abundance in the realm of the spirit in the name of our lord jesus Amen. thank you for holy spirit because we shall partake of the latter rain we shall partake of the latter outpouring we shall partake of the latter revival oh god that you have promised to us even as we wake up every day to seek you even as we wake up every day to cry out to you even as we wake up every day to wait on you my god i thank you because you will show us you will keep us oh god you would enable us oh god be part of what you are releasing in this last day in the name of our lord jesus thank you precious holy spirit we give you praise in jesus name amen 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 praise god hallelujah 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 thank you pastor stephanie um for that time of prayer uh this morning uh i just want us to to pray um there's a woman who sent me a message uh yesterday concerning her child um concerning her and her child i'm just going to read it out and i want us to pray for the person before we go on this morning um she said good day ma'am i just listened to your prayer ring day 10 which was yesterday and you spoke to me um i have been so angry and bitter with god for a while now my daughter fell so you can mute your mic please the person that said it's six o'clock, we could hear you. All right. She said, I have been so angry and bitter with God for a while now. My daughter fell ill February last year, and I had to come and stay with her in the U.S. What I thought would be a visit of two months or so has turned to almost one year. My daughter is unable to walk, talk properly, and has memory issues and low vision. She is out of school, and I have to relocate from Nigeria, leaving her siblings behind and my job to be with her thank you for 
for your message because it has made me understand that this is a new season in my life. It is not easy, but I will look out for, for what God has in store for me. So this is a woman. Um, she remember yesterday when I was speaking about um, um, the wilderness and I was speaking about the bar um, and I was saying that, you know, it's not necessarily a, a bad season. And many of us are supposed to respond accurately to God. In those seasons, we have taken it and we have said, you know what, um, I'm angry with God. How could God, you um how could God let this happen to me? How could God let me come into a season where, uh, you know, I came into pain, I came into trouble. I said, and we are responding inaccurately, you know. And so I said, we have to be very careful and and even like repent so that we can respond properly to what the Lord is doing. So she said she heard that message, you know, and she, you know, she sent it to me. I said, you know, that she had been angry with the Lord and she had been, you know, so sad for a while. She didn't even realize it. Uh, but I want us to pray for this woman. You know, she said what she thought uh, would be a visit of about two months has now become a visit of about one year. And I, in particular, I know what that feels like. You know, when I went to have my baby, I thought, oh, maximum four months, I'm coming back to Nigeria. Maximum, I ended up staying in Canada for, I think, over eight months, you know, and it, it was not fun at all, almost 10 months, actually. You know, it wasn't easy. And I didn't lack anything while I was there. But it wasn't just about not lacking. It's about your life being overturned and, you know, you not even knowing what to do, where to go. And when I left Nigeria, I literally just left with the clothes on my back. I, I didn't pack anything. You know, I didn't know when I was going to get back. It was very, very hard for me. So I can imagine how this woman feels. She had to leave her other children in Nigeria to go take care of this one. And then this one situation is getting worse. I need us to pray for her this morning. And I just want us, first of all, to believe God for healing for that child. Um, together with one voice, I want us to just ask the Lord um, that right now, that daughter, let the Lord begin to um, lay his precious hand on her. You know, let God send angelic hosts to her, you know, to begin to restore her, to begin to revitalize her body. She said that the daughter is unable to walk, unable to talk, has memory issues and low vision let us begin to speak now first of all to her, that, that child begins to walk let us reverse every sign in the name of jesus Amen. let us begin to that child let us then declare that the child is being let us then declare that the memory of the child is in the name of jesus christ in the name of jesus we declare that this child is being restored we declare that this child is being restored come on come on I declare of everything the enemy has stolen, oh God. Restoration, Lord, from this infirmity. Restoration from this affliction, my God. In the 
name of Jesus, we ask and pray that you would stop. Her life have been, oh God, revitalize her soul, Father. Whatever be the cause of this illness, oh God, wherever it roots and stems from, my Lord and my God, we speak against it, oh God. We declare that the body and the life of this child is not a plowing ground for the enemy. Therefore, we uproot every ungodly seed that has been planted. Uproot every ungodly seed, ungodly word that has been spoken. In the name of Jesus, you created her in your image and likeness to God. Amen. So, Lord, we declare that this young girl she begins to walk right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Command strength to come back to your legs. We command full function to come back to your body. We declare that you begin to talk. In the name of Jesus, Amen. your tongue is losing in the name of Jesus. Rebuke that spirit of infirmity that has made it impossible for you to talk. We ask that the hand of the Lord will be upon your lips. The hand of the Lord will be upon Amen. your tongue. Amen. Lord, to Moses in the wilderness, he says, Am I not the God of the mouth? Let the God of the mouth lay his hand on your mouth right now. Yes. And whatever the root of this infirmity and this sickness may be, even as the Spirit of God lays his hand on you, let it begin to burn, let it begin to consume. In the name of Jesus, we declare, we declare that there is a restoration of everything that was lost. In the name of Jesus. Lord, that right now that the memory of this young lady is restored the memory of this young lady is restored we pray for her mind oh god we pray for her mind we declare that her brain comes back into perfect function in the name of jesus we begin to plead the blood of jesus over her, her, her neural pathways we begin to plead the blood of jesus over every part of her brain we decree and we declare that her spirit man and her soul man and her body they function in perfect unison in the Amen. name of Jesus, even as her memory is restored, we decree and we declare that by the power of the Holy Spirit that she sees accurately, she sees accurately. We begin to command a 2020 vision over this young lady right now. In the name of Jesus, we decree that the mercy of God, the mercy of God, the mercy of God, everyone that Jesus met, even when we say, Lord, Lord, if you will, Jesus said, I will, I will, I will. My Lord Jesus, I know that you will. I know that you desire to heal and to restore this world. So I call for the mercy of God. I ask that your Amen. mercy will override every judgment of hell and death over her body. In the name of Amen. Jesus, so let her be healed. And so we say to you, young lady, Talitha Kumi, we say to you, young lady, arise, arise from Amen. the bed of affliction. Arise Amen. from the bed of broken we command the season over your life to, 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 to turn right now and we break every demonic clock that Satan had said. We declare that the clock is, is stops ticking right now in the name of Jesus and we reverse, we reverse, we reverse the judgment of every demonic clock that began in the name of Jesus. The Bible Amen. says, let me that dig a pit, he shall surely fall into the pit right now. We command and we decree that in the name of Jesus, everyone that has dug a pit for you, let they themselves fall into the pit. Let them come 
carry the consequences of what they have done and what they have planned for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we Amen. reverse the hand. We reverse the hand of hell and death in the mighty name of Jesus and we command your restoration. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Amen. As if anyone is sick, let them bring such a person to the elders. The elders, we will, will, will anoint them with oil. They will lay hands on them. They will pray for them. They will rebuke the sickness and the person will be healed. Today, we stand as the church of God, the ecclesia of God. And by reason of, the, of our faith in the Lord, we declare that our words are anointed. And our words are as the anointing of God over your head. And we lay our hands on you by faith. And we say, be healed. Be healed. Amen. Be healed. healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I will just pray for this woman. I will pray for the other children that she had to leave. We decree that this season will not break this family, but I declare that it will make the family stronger. Every Amen. bond, every bond that they have not been able to make, make in the past one year, my God, I thank you because you shall restore overnight every experience that was lost in one year in the name of jesus amen thank you precious holy spirit strengthen you, your daughter to go through the season and give her faith lord let her believe in you once again for miracles amen. let her believe you once again for miracles amen let her believe you once again for miracles amen in jesus name amen 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 praise god Hallelujah. um this this morning um real quickly i want to read from Second Samuel chapter nine. Um, Second Samuel chapter nine. I had thought to myself, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, um, I'm not going to share about this. Maybe it's not what the Lord wants. But the more I wait on the Lord, some, like I said, see, guys, sometimes I have to wait. Like last night, I was up till three a.m. past three, um, because I just, I just couldn't put my finger on what the Lord needed us to share like i said earlier um i had a whole curriculum i had ready and prepared for prayer rain with all of this nice you know stuff on it and i thought hey we're gonna have make you know do prayer rain with a difference you know and then the lord comes and just you know he just rips the curriculum he's like you know pack your curriculum you know then keep it somewhere i'm going to tell you every single day what you need you know and so what that means is before I go to bed, I need to know what the Lord is saying. Um, so, you know, just spending time seeking and crying out to God. And it was about 3 a.m. that he finally, you know, told me what it was and brought about the connection, you know. And I was like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Uh, so basically this morning, what the Lord is speaking about and what the Lord is saying is a message that I was sharing about three or four weeks ago. And the Lord says, I need you to pick up from that message. And the Lord is saying today to every Mephibosheth, come out of Lodiba. Come out of Lodiba. Come out of Lodiba. And so this morning, the, the Lord began to speak to me about the message of Mephibosheth. And the Lord began to paint for me a picture. And I asked the Spirit of God, I said, Lord, show me what is the spiritual technology um, that you, you release in the midst of the situation of Lodiba? What is this, the, the spiritual strategy? What, what is the, the plan of the kingdom of Zion? What is the building that you are doing, Lord, in the midst of all of this? What exactly where you working out um before i forget first of all i just want to say thank you so much um uh, for people who blessed me yesterday thank you um 
um, thank you. I just want to say thank you. God bless you. I, I really um, appreciate your seed, your giving. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, you know, people gave me like 500 naira. People gave me more than that. And when I saw this, that 500 naira, I was like, oh, God bless them. And I prayed um, for every single person. So thank you. I don't want, I didn't want to forget to say that. Thank you so much. God bless you. Um, so I was saying, God, what is, what is it exactly that you are releasing? What were, what were you doing in the time of Mephibosheth? What were you doing, you know, in the process of, you know, from Lodiba to Ziba to David? What, what, what did all of these things represent? And as I waited on the Lord, I began to read that passage again. And in 2 Samuel um, chapter um, 9, it says, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul? Now, at this point, David had taken over. David had been coronated and he had been reigning at this point for about six years and you know at this so david began to ask is there anyone in the house of saul that i may show him kindness for jonathan's sake and i needed to understand that the first thing that the lord began to highlight to me in this place is the man david and david in many ways represents for us jesus christ because the bible calls him the seed of david and david like i said to you ceases to be just a bible character that occurred david now represents um, a posture a position a realm and an activation in the realm of the spirit and david now represents an order in the realm of the spirit and so um when he began to say and david said and the lord began to tell me expand your eyes do not see only the the man david that leaves see the office david see um the prophetic representation of david see jesus as david he says and david said and he says even see the davidic inside of you let the davidic inside of you also read the scripture and david began to say is there yet anyone from the house of saul david was asking to bless somebody in the house of the man that chased him for years i was going to kill him in the house of the man that frustrated him anyone from the house of the man that did not let him have peace that did not let him progress in the way that he was supposed to you know this tells you a lot about the person that david was this tells you a lot about the kind of heart that david had the way that he thinks i need you to understand something there were many times when um david would have been seen as a foolish person or david would have been seen as a man who lacked strength as a man who could not defend himself but you see david was not foolish david did not even lack strength at different points in time they called him you blood you you're a bloody man because of the amount of people that david had killed as a matter of fact the reason why god did not allow david build the temple for him was because david had shed so much blood his hand you know was filthy with, with so much blood. so david was also a man of violence david was a man that went to war he killed people he killed animals if they came at him you know, but at the same time, there was something about the heart and the sight of this man. And David, um, a lot of times, did not just see what was happening in the physical. David was a prophet. David did not just see what was occurring in the physical. David also saw what was happening in the realm of the spirit. David had such an understanding that he could separate um, the physical occurrences of the world uh, from the spiritual occurrences, from the eternal occurrences, and he could see the eternal consequences of action. David had sight. David had vision. David had insight. I didn't 
and understanding. And so sometimes when people are talking to me about a situation, I step back a little. I'm hearing the situation with my physical ears, but at the same time, the ears of my spirit, I keep them open to be able to see it from an eternal perspective and to be able to hear what God is saying while their physical voice is speaking. So sometimes I'm seeing something with my physical eyes, but I'm positioning the eyes of my spirit to also see what exactly is going on in the realm of the spirit. Why will God allow this happen? And so you, as a believer, you must come into a place where you have this double sight and double hearing and double understanding. So you understand in the physical, you understand the physical elements, you understand the physical constituents of the matter of the situation. But at the same time, you keep yourself in the insight of the spirit. It is a practice that you, will, you must have. You practice it daily. You practice it daily. And when the more you practice it, the more you come into a place where at every point in time you are seeing double images. You are seeing from the realm of the physical and you are seeing from the realm of the spirit. And so that is why the Bible says, once has he spoken, twice have I heard. So as he speaks, you hear it and you hear it. So as he speaks, you hear it. You see how it pertains to the things around you and the things in the physical. But at the same time, you hear it and you see how it operates and how it evolves in the realm of the spirit. This is the spirit of revelation. That is what makes it possible for you to be able to see a scripture and you hear the scripture, you know, with all the uh, with all the spiritual things that are involved in it. But at the same time, you can distill that scripture into the physical understanding of the world around you. David had this ability. At the point when David was journeying, when Absalom tried to take the throne from him, and the Bible says that um, Shemaiah came and began to insult David, began to curse David and throw stones at him and, you know, spit at him and chase David and his men. And Joab said to David, how can you let this, this one that is like a, like a dog, this non-entity, David, how can you allow him? Let me come down and deal with him. David looked at his soldiers and said, please, what business do I have with you? Is it you they are insulting? Why, why, why are you, please, don't even... Don't try that. Don't do that on my behalf. David said to them, he said, for Shema to be insulting me, it is because the Lord has permitted him to and the Lord has allowed him to. He said, please let him do it. Perhaps in the midst of the abundance of the insult, then God will visit me and God will say, ah, enough, enough, don't insult my child anymore. And then God will intervene in the midst of the matter. He said, please, please, please leave him alone. But see, mind you, this same David, he dealt with Shema later. He killed him. He planned for Shemaiah to be killed, there for his son to kill him. So in as much as David said that on one hand, he had planned the revenge, but on the other hand, he was able to restrict himself from, um, from executing it at that time because he saw, you know, what the insult of Shemaiah, the role it was playing in him coming to God's eternal plan for his life. You know, that kind of spiritual restraint and that kind of godly constraint that comes from your ability to have a greater perspective is what I'm talking about when I speak about David and I speak about the David. So there is the man David and there is the posture David. And as you read the story, I, I, I need you to, to, to see that and I need you to come into it. And I believe strongly that the Lord is highlighting it and saying to us, change your posture.
change your position, change your sight. Come into the place where you are able to see things differently. And so this morning, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that you heal our eyes. God, I ask that you heal our eyes. Every fracture that exists in our eyes, every fractured sight, every fractured vision, God, I ask that you heal us in the name of Jesus. I see somebody on this prayer call, you used to walk strongly in the prophetic. You used to work strongly in the prophetic as a matter of fact it's somebody that i know and i I just see it right now the lord is showing me um the days before now and the way you used to be and the lord is showing me that you used to have clear cut dreams visions articulation and you used to prophesy and you used to uh, come into realms of revelation and it almost seems like the spirit of revelation was squeezed out of you i was taken out of you and the busyness of life just kind of overrode um the, the the spirit of revelation and the spirit of God is beginning to say to you that, hey, listen to me, that your grace has brought you as far as it can. But now you need revelation to take you to where he needs you to be. He says every single thing you are doing even down to your business, it will seem like it will come to a halt because it is the spirit of God that is frustrating it so that once more you may cry out to him, so that once more you may call out to him, so that once more you may cry out for the river and the dam and the well of his spirit. He says, because the next place that you need to get to, the next place that this business needs to get to, it will only happen by reason of the spirit of revelation, by reason of the spirit of revelation. And so God in the name, Jesus, I ask that you break open the rivers inside of your daughter. I ask that you break open the dam inside of your daughter. I ask that in this season, oh God, let that which was lost in time, let it be restored in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of revelation be restored. Eyes that can see, ears that can hear, and a heart that understands. I pray, oh God, that you give unto your people a new grace for stewardship, that they may be able to steward revelation, that they will be able to steward revelation. I pray for an awakening and a, a and heightening in their senses, oh God, to become fully aware Amen. of you speaking, Shoot. of everything around them that speaks, everything around them that speaks. Amen. I pray you give them the capacity, Amen. oh God, to be able to accommodate the voice of the realm of the spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so I say, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up in the name of Jesus. Oh, son of David, wake up. In the name of Jesus, wake up, seed of David. Wake up in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. So here is David saying, is there anyone from the house of my enemy? Is there anyone from the house of he that... Um, that, 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 that gave me hell, that gave me trouble so that I may favor him. That is to tell you that David, the reason why David did not hold anything against Saul was because David could see. David understood the role that Saul had to play in divine timing. David could understand the role that Saul had to play in him entering into the purpose of God for his life. David understood that his ordination was not complete until he was ordained by the troubles of Saul, until he was ordained by the problems of Saul, until he was ordained by the struggles of Saul. Whatever Saul was bringing to him was part of his ordination as a king. David understood it. David understood that there was an anointing that the troubles of Saul was bringing upon him. And there are are some people here today, you are going through some things and you 
have some souls in your life that are doing everything right now to kill you. They are doing everything right now um, to, to assassinate your character. They are doing everything right now to just uh, make sure that you don't increase and make sure that you don't progress and make sure that you don't enjoy ease in the calling of God for your life. But the Lord says, I should say to you that let Saul be, because the troubles of Saul is releasing a new kind of anointing upon you. And I need you to understand that there is a shield of protection over David, and there is a shield of protection over your life. The moment you posture your heart in David, and the moment you come into the position, there is a shield of protection over you, so that Saul may do what he wants to do, and he may light fires around you. But in the midst of the fires god just uses the fires as warmth for you and god uses the fire um to just to just make sure that the path ahead of you is cleared and so the lord says change your mind towards Saul. Saul is inconsequential in the internal plan of god Saul is not as powerful as you think he is Saul is not as influential as you think he is Saul and his words do not have as much impact on what god is doing in you as you think he has. The Lord says to say to you, concentrate on him. Concentrate on what he's doing. And I see the image of um, Nehemiah building the walls of Jerusalem. And I see the image of Sambalat and Tobias laughing at him and saying, oh, even if a fox should climb up this wall, it will crumble. It will just shatter. And I hear the Lord say, Nehemiah, focus on the wall. Nehemiah, focus on the wall. And there is somebody on this call today, the Spirit of God says to you, focus on me. Focus on what I'm doing. Forget about them. They are inconsequential. It is a distraction. It is a noise of hell. Believe me, it does not even have a say in where I'm taking you, what I'm doing, you, doing in you and the outcome of the situation. It has no say. The only thing that has a say in the outcome of the situation is your faith. Keep your faith alive keep your hope alive focus on me says the spirit of god forget about the voices of sambalat and tobias focus on me build with one hand and wage war with the other hand build with one hand and wage war with the other hand the war the people who truly have the ability to you and Sambalat and Tobias. They only have words, but there is an army that is coming that has weapons that want to break down your world. Do not be distracted by Sambalat and Tobias. Do not let them lure you into any demonic conversation that will steal your strength. Remember what I taught you guys the other day that Satan does not have the ability to build or to birth anything. It is gods that produce life. When a god speaks, life is born upon the earth. So for Satan to be able to inflict you and for Satan to be able to raise a horde that will come and fight you. Satan needs you to speak life so that that demonic army is raised against you. So the only way he can do that is that he lures you into a conversation and you are now forced to speak. And the more you engage in that conversation, what you don't know is that you are giving life to a demonic army and then you think you have finished having the conversation, but three days later you start experiencing depression. Why? Because you were the one that birthed the army of hell that came to attack you. Do not be lured into a conversation with Sambalat and Tobias. Do not be lured into a conversation with them. They are not as powerful as you think they are, says the Spirit of God. And so David said, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I may favor him? Because whether you believe it or not, Saul has done me some good. It hurt me. It grieved me. It broke me. But without the wickedness of Saul, I will not be where I am. Without the wickedness of Saul, I will not arrive at being the man that I am. 
I would not have known that I could raise a mighty army. I would not have known that I could build up people who come from the backside of the wilderness and to cause them to be strong men. So thank you, Saul. And Saul, I honor the oil upon your life because God used you in your season to, to raise the throne in Israel, to be the first one that operated in kingship. Saul, I am grateful for God in your life. It is not my responsibility to pull you down or to condemn you. It is my responsibility to preserve the heritage of Israel. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I don't know who this word is for, but I ask that God will give you the grace to go past Saul and to enter into the purposes of heaven. Amen. To read and, and interpret it from the place of the purposes of heaven, not the smallness of Saul. And so I began to ask, is there anybody? But one thing I, I, I want us to note here is also David was a king and David had power. And at this point, David is asking for someone from the house of Saul. I, I, let me read further. It says, and there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Micaiah, the son of Amel in Lodiba. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Micaiah, the son of Amel from Lodiba. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell to his face and he prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake and I will restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather and you shall eat bread at my table continually then he bowed himself and he said what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I and the king called to Ziba Saul's servant and said to him I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house you therefore and your sons and your servants shall walk the land with him and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat but Mephibosheth your master's son shall eat bread at my table always now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants then Ziba said to the king according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant so will your servant do as for Mephibosheth said the king he shall eat at my table like the like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem for, the, for he ate continually at the king's table and he was lame in both his feet. So here is the story of Mephibosheth and David. And David says, is there anyone that I will bless? And there was a servant from the house of Saul and he said, hey, there is somebody. And his name is Mephibosheth. He's the son of Jonathan. He's the grandson of, son of Saul. He's lame in his feet, but he's still of the lineage of, of Saul. One thing I need you to understand is all of Saul's, Saul's sons had died. And Mephibosheth was the only seed remaining from the house of Saul. All of Saul's sons had died. Their children had died. Mephibosheth was the only son, and he was the son of Jonathan. 
Now, when they heard in 2 Samuel 4, uh, for verse 4, when they heard that, oh, there was war and, you know, Saul had, had died and all kinds of things were happening, his nurse grabbed him. At that time, Mephibosheth was five years old and his nurse grabbed him and his nurse began to run with him. And while she was running, you know, and, and you know, in the midst of the mayhem, he fell and he fell and he broke his legs. And from that time, Mephibosheth became lame in his legs. He was about five years. And at this point, Mephibosheth was about between 17 to 20 years. Please mute your microphone. Mephibosheth was about 17 to 20 years when David called for him. So Mephibosheth had spent um, a, a long time in this brokenness, about 12 years in this state, you know, and from when he was five, he was in low deba, you know, and even at this point, Mephibosheth had even probably gotten married because the Bible says he had a son. So he had gotten married. He had started building a family in the midst of his lameness, in the midst of his brokenness. So here is David ascended the throne and he wants to show favor upon Saul. And he begins to say, is there anybody? And Ziba, the servant of Saul says, hey, there is somebody, the name Ziba means strength. And he says there is somebody in the house of, you know, a male in Lodiba. And that's where Mephibosheth is staying. You know, and as I began to read the scripture, I says that the spirit of God was saying, I want you people to pray, first of all, for the favor of David. And you pray for the favor of the Davids that God has placed in your life. Because as I began to look at this scripture, I realized that there were Davids that God had positioned all around us. People who had power, people who had influence, people who had authority. And I says that there were people on the call who needed favor with the Davids of our time. The next level of your life, the next place that God wants to take you to, you need a David to wake up and say, shall I show favor? Who shall I show favor to? The same way that the king woke up and could not sleep and he said, who is it? And he brought out his books and he began to look and he saw that Mordecai had helped the throne. Mordecai had helped him and he said, what did we do for this guy? We did nothing. Let us bless him. Let us bless him. And I heard the Lord say, pray 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 that the david of your time that the david that carry the authority that carry the ability to change your life completely that have the capacity to pull you out of low deba to pull you out of that dry place it takes only one word from a david for your life to change begin to ask god father let the davids remember me my god let the davids let the kings of my time let those who you have anointed let those who have uh, um, solution in their hands let those who have capacity let those who have the ability to pull me out of deadness out of dryness father spiritual david father emotional david father physical david father david's in in my career david's in business oh god my lord let the david's remember me i decree that in the name of jesus even in this season my name is being resounded in the high places my name is being resounded in court my name is being resounded where kings see my name is being resounded where royals are my name is being mentioned where men of power and authority my God, let the Davis begin to say, who is this woman? How can we favor her? What can we do for her? My God, let them remember my labors of the past. Let them remember my investments of previous seasons. For Saul was the grandfather of Mephibosheth. But he said, for the sake of Saul, for the things that Saul, for, 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 for Saul's sake, let us favor Mephibosheth. My God, let them remember, oh God, the days of my sowing, the days of my giving, the days of my investment. Father, let my name begin to resonate in the realm of the Spirit. Father, let 
dimension of the altars of intercession, upon the altars of spiritual men, upon the altars of people who are touching the if you to understand that there is a special kind of impact that a king can make in your life when people who have authority and dominion in the realm of the spirit it is possible for them to pull you into where they are. And the moment you begin to have interaction with them, and the moment they choose to have favor with you, the moment they invite you to their table, immediately the circumstances of your life changes. Immediately the occurrences of your life changes. I'm not just talking about physical David, but yes, also David's in the marketplace, David's in, in, in your field of career. I'm also talking about spiritual David, people who have authority in the realm of the spirit, people who have capacity at one word from them, the circumstances and the situations of your life can change. I pray that God will cause the Davids to remember you. Amen. I pray that God will cause the Davids to remember you. Amen. David was remembering Mephibosheth because of Saul. Because of Saul. And when, by the time he saw Mephibosheth, he now said, ah, for you, Jonathan, your father's sake. So there was a favor of the grandfather and there was a favor of the father that was opening the, the, the door to the favor in the son. And so I pray that the seeds you have sown, the seeds that are like your grandfather, the seeds you sow where you were seeking God in your secondary school days, your university days, you know, where you met with the Lord in, in two generations, spiritual generation now seasons for you. I pray that those seeds, that God will remember them, that Amen. God will provoke men to remember the days that you favored them, the days that you helped them, the days that you served them. May you not be somebody who, who the, the investment and the seeds of your past never come together to cause you to arrive at favor in the present. I pray that there is a coming together, there is a coalition, there is a gathering of the seeds of your past. I begin to command the altars of your yesterday. Let their voices be raised. Let your altars receive voices. Let your seed receive voices. The Bible says that this woman that gave, the woman that broke the alabaster box, it says it shall be for a memorial for her, even in heaven, that everywhere the gospel is preached, this thing that she has done will be remembered. What is a memorial? That you cannot even walk past that space in the realm of the spirit and not remember that woman. I pray that God 
God will cause your seeds and your labor and your contribution and your dedication to be memorials. Let them have voice in the realm of the spirit. Let there be a loud voice coming out of your life. Let there be a loud voice coming out of the realm of your soul. Let there be an echo, echo, echo of your investment, of your dedication. Let it begin to resound from the realm of the spirit. I pray that spiritual men will begin to pick you up on their altars. I pray that kings will begin to pick you up in the realm of the spirit. Let them begin to remember you. Let them begin to say, what about this one? How can we favor them? Push aside all these other documents. Bring out this one. There is something about this one. What can we do for this one? How shall we favor this one? In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that God says, well, I will turn. I will turn and I will overturn until it comes to your turn. I pray that the name of Jesus, let the Lord begin to turn. Let him begin to overturn every single thing, every single circumstance, every single request until it comes to you, until you are the one that has the favor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. Amen. Because our names are being mentioned in the right places. Amen. Our names are being mentioned for good. Amen. Our names are being mentioned in the courts of kings. Amen. For somebody on this call is about to have a promotion. Some people are about to have supernatural promotions. You are going to send Amen. messages and say, my goodness, I don't know what happened. But after that prayer call, they just called me and say, hey, you are, you are two levels below you should be promoted. Amen. Supernatural promotions, supernatural promotions Amen. are about to happen on this call because Amen. the Spirit of God is about to reposition Mephibosheth. And I need you to hear me. There is no way Mephibosheth could have manipulated himself into this favor because, listen, he, he should have been the only threat to David's throne because he was the only living and existing heir that could challenge David for the throne. But here is David favoring him. Here is David doing him good. So I need you to understand that based on logic, David should be killing Mephibosheth. Mm. But rather, David was saving and promoting Mephibosheth. So I am saying to you this morning that the people that should be killing you, that the people that should be bringing you down, that the people that should be spoiling your work, today the hand of the Lord comes upon you. Amen. And the hand of the Lord comes over your name. The Amen. Bible says that God said to Moses, I will make you a God unto Pharaoh. I will make him dread you. I will make him fear you. I say, let the glory of God arise from your name so yeah. that wherever your name is mentioned that even the people that were meant to kill you that should be threatened by you let them begin to be the one that suggests your promotion. Amen. Let them begin to be the one that work out your promotion Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. The name Ziba Amen. means strength and Ziba was meant to be the servant of King Saul. He was up, absolutely supposed to be the servant of Mephibosheth. How could there be strength all these years and strength did not do anything about Mephibosheth's situation? I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus that every strength that God has given to you that has been lying there inside of you, it has not been activated. It has not done the work that God sent it to do. I pray that your strength will begin to wake up to his responsibility. Amen. I pray that every strength that the Lord has given to you that should have been watched to show up before the David, but you, you have become a frustrated person. And so you have almost become like Mephibosheth. Your, your feet are laid 
You know that you have royalty in your blood. You know that you have capacity inside of you. You know you should be sitting with the kings, but you have become lame. You have become lame. So you are not able to journey further ahead in life. You know that there is a zebra resident in you that should be serving you a dimension of strength, but you can't seem to bring it out. Today, I, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that the strength that God has placed inside of you, let it begin to wake up. Let Amen. it begin to speak up in Amen. the name of Jesus. When Amen. the kings are calling, I pray that you will find strength. Amen. I pray that you will find grace. I Amen. pray that you will find audacity. Irrespective of how long you have been in the prison like Joseph, my God, in the name of Jesus, the day that Pharaoh finally calls for you, you are not going to stand in front yes. of Pharaoh and start telling him your stories of war, but no, you will go to Pharaoh as a savior and a deliverer, even though you have been in the prison for years. Let strength arise from deep within you and Amen. let strength serve you as God had proposed for it to serve you in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray that your strength will meet with opportunity. Amen. I pray that your strength will meet with opportunity. Amen. I pray that your strength will meet with King. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And David said, Go and call him. Go and call him out of where he is. I need you to understand something that the name Mephibosheth, it means destroying shame. So Mephibosheth was the one out of the house of Saul, out of the house of David, that was meant to destroy whatever shame prophetically. Mephibosheth was meant to be the rescuer of the name and the lineage of David via Jonathan. Mephibosheth, for when he was born, he was given a name and it was called the rescuer of shame, the, the one that destroys shame, that completely removes shame. How is it that the one that was supposed to remove shame had become the one in a shame? shameful situation and he had lived it from when he was five years five represents grace in the fifth year was the time when he was meant to find grace in the fifth year was the time when he was meant to come into the true knowledge of the fact that he was a priest but from the moment when identity should have been formed in him trauma came in and only the only thing he knew about himself was that he was a lame person that was not deserving of the best so Mephibosheth that should have been destroying shame became the one that had the identity of shame. This is why when David sent for him, he said to David, what do you want with a dead dog like myself? He did not just call himself a dog, but he called himself a dead dog. And you know, in those days, the word that he used for dead dog is the same word that is used for something that is disdained. And is the same word that is used then for a male prostitute. So in those days, it, it was disgusting. It was disdained. It was out of place. It was like, I am a dead dog. That tells you the identity that had formed in the mind of Mephibosheth. And I perceive in my spirit that by reason of lameness in certain areas of the life of some people, for some of you, it is lameness in the area of fertility. It is lameness in the area of marriage and unity. It is lameness in the area of your finances. It is lameness in the area of you building relationships. It is lameness in the area of you building relationships with people. Um, lameness of, of, of your marriage. Lameness um, um, in finances. And what that has done to you is that it has happened for so long, it then formed an identity in your mind. 
And so even though David is calling to you, the, 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 the identity that had formed in you is making it hard for you to receive. As a matter of fact, I see some people that have been in repeated cycles of self-sabotaging. You have self-sabotaged so many times. God will bring people into your life and bring you into a season of blessedness. And you can tell that this is the hand of God because you will find favor with people that you had no business finding favor with. And you will come into a season of blessedness. And then you yourself, you will break it because you will be looking for excuses as to why this is not good. This is not working. But the root of it all is actually the, the, the wrong identity you have in your, about yourself. So you are constantly self-sabotaging. Father, in the name of Jesus, my God, I ask that you have mercy on your people. I ask that you have mercy on your children. I pray for these individuals in the name of Jesus. My God, I pray that everything that was broken inside of them, everything that was broken by reason of experience, everything that was broken from their childhood, everything that was broken from the time when identity was meant to be formed in different stages of their lives. And God, it has led them into this place where they are constantly running away, constantly breaking relationships, breaking trust. They are constantly sabotaging businesses and plans. My God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, that you will break the hold of the enemy. That you will rip this veil of darkness that Satan has put over their eyes. Mm -hmm. I pray that you will cause strength to be restored to them. Identity to be restored to them. I pray that they will be able to see it for what it is, oh God. And they will begin to rebuild the broken walls. And begin to rebuild by, and rebuild the rubbles of previous times of failures and brokenness. Father, we call to an end of that season of misidentification and misinterpretation in the name of the Lord Jesus. I say to you, Mephibosheth, that the prophecy over you shall come to pass. You are not a dead dog. You are the destroyer of shame. You are mm -hmm. not a dead dog. You are the one that brings honor to your family. In the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Amen. God will bless you. One of the things I want you to note about Mephibosheth is the fact that it was his nurse that dropped him. As his nurse was running and his nurse was trying to save him, his nurse dropped him. And you see this story in 2 Samuel 4, verse 4. And I, as the Lord began to speak to me, and the Lord began to say that there are some people that it is the people that were meant to preserve them, the people that were meant to keep them, the people that were meant to help them, they were the ones that broke them. They broke them. They broke them. For some of you, you were abused by your fathers. You were abused by the people that were meant to keep you. You were abused by systems that were meant to protect you. You were abused by people that were meant to train you and uphold you. And it broke you. And it broke you. And I see people who have grown up to become 20 something, 30 something, 40 something. But in their souls, they are still five years old. In the realm, the realm of the soul, they are still 14 years old. They are still stuck at the time of the experience. Oh my God. Oh, Bashala Barakeso. 
Shebrada na sabaraki sakura hasada. Kira bosopre heke to soprana na sateya. Kora basanda brada makatera bokora basanda. Oh Lord, let the weavers of your mercy begin to wash over your children. Let the weavers of your mercy begin to wash over your children. My God, I pray that you open their eyes to see it this morning. Father, the things they have refused to look at for years, the memories they have refused to address for years, the things that they have hidden inside of themselves just because they want to survive. My God, it is time for Mephibosheth to break out of Lodiba. And so in the name of Jesus, I pray for you that you have the capacity and the grace to look once again inside of you because Amen. the Spirit of God is reaching into the foundations of your soul. The Spirit of God is reaching into the foundations of your mind. The Spirit of God is calling to you, calling to you, calling to you. I see somebody right now on this call. You are a woman, even though you are in your 40s, but I see you. I see you clearly. You were between the ages of five to eight and you were greatly abused. And I see you crouched under just a, a, a corner in a darkness. And I see Jesus going to you in that corner and pulling you out from when you were a child. Oh, la basoke, labor so batela kadela. Oh, shabba, Lord, I pray for deliverance. I release the healing of the Holy Spirit. I release the healing of the Holy Spirit. Let the power of Uriah go into the lives of your people. Let the power of Uriah go into the souls of your people. Let the power of Uriah go into the minds of your people. Oh, restoration in the place so I pray that every fractured identity every fractured identity so okay no to okay in abasandai yes oh shabra o to kuba in the volo to be a kalanda let the power of the word let it speculate let it permeate let it enter into the, the realm of your soul into the realm of your mind the power of the word let it restore in the name of jesus amen i see somebody from when you were a child there is a nightmare you have been having and there is a being that appears to you at night it appears and it has tormented you for years and you have been having issues sleeping and every time you go to bed you are afraid today by the power of the holy spirit I rebuke that demon of oppression. Amen. I rebuke that demon of oppression. I hear the Lord saying that it was a door that was opened in your life. That's why it came in. And it is because you were oppressed in the physical and you were broken in the physical. Your soul became fractured by reason of the physical oppression and the physical abuse. And in the fracturing of your soul and your spirit, it opened the door for the demonic to come in and to oppress you even at night. And so right 
right now we release the restoration of God and we release the balm of Gilead to begin to seal up, to begin to restore everything that was broken and everything that was shattered in you. I pray that the grace of God would overflow through you right now. That the spirit of God will begin to wash you from the crown of your head. It will wash you to the soles of your feet. I pray that God will begin to wash you this morning and God will begin to wash you this morning. And even as those memories return, they do not return to torment you, but they return for them to be washed away from you. The impact of them washed away from you. Today, I just want you to invite the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit and tell him, Holy Spirit, go into the root of my life. Holy Spirit, go into the very moment when these things happen. Holy Spirit, go and permeate into me in the name of Jesus and break the hold of the impact of this. I need you to know that God is not bound by time or space. So what happened to you 20 years ago to God is in the now and God can go into 20 years ago as though it was right now so ask the Lord go into my past go into my yesterday go into my childhood go into the moment when I got married go into the time when I entered that first job where they broke me and they broke my identity and they broke my ability to believe that I could be anything ask the Holy Ghost to enter into that place let it seep in this morning and begin to restore and begin to rebuild you right from the root in the name of Jesus. Make that prayer. Make that prayer. Make that prayer because I perceive in my spirit that even though you are praying for yourself, you are praying for four generations because there are somebody on this call. You are a gate. You are a gate. You are a gate. You are the opening into four generations. So as the Lord heals you and restores you, he is healing and restoring four generations ahead. My God, heal your children. My God, restore your children. My God, rebuke your children. Ask the Holy if you can identify the words that were spoken, begin to overturn those words and the power of the Holy Spirit. Say to yourself, you are as a matter of fact, there are some of you here. You cannot stop running. You cannot stop chasing. People look at you and think it is ambition. But what is driving you is fear of failure. What is driving you is fear of the failure of your past. You don't, you don't ever want to be known as that lady, as that girl who failed. You don't ever want to be known as that man who could never do well. Today, the Lord is healing you of that pressure. You no longer have the pressure. You will have a healthy sense of ambition. You will live healthily. You will have a healthy relationship with people. You will not be the user that you are anymore. Let the Lord restore you. Let the Lord restore you. You will not see people as opportunities anymore. Oh, I pray that God will restore you. Restore your sight. Heal your mind in the name of Jesus. Restore, Lord. Restore, Lord. Restore, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And as the restoration of the Holy Spirit begins to happen, I decree that that torment that was released from hell, that demonic spirit that keeps tormenting you, its hold is broken off you right now in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. It's broken. It's broken in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. It's broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Amen. Spirit. Thank you, it's broken Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Thank yes. You, Jesus. Um, 
um, I, I, and so you begin to realize that um, Mephibosheth was called out of Lodiba. Now, what is the meaning of Lodiba? The word Dabar, remember from yesterday, in fact, I didn't even realize it until the Lord told me, you must talk about Lodiba. And mm -hmm. then that was when I realized that the Lord was trying to create a connection between the message from yesterday, the wilderness message of the bar, and he was trying to connect it with Lodiba. So the word the bar literally means to speak, like we said yesterday, um, um, to speak, or it means words or speaking or pasture. But the word low means no or not. So when you say Lodiba, it means not a pasture, no speaking no words so while wilderness meant the bar the place of speaking the place of words the place of instructions low deeper means no instruction no word no speaking so the true dryness is not the wilderness the true dryness is low deeper so the opposite of the wilderness situation where Hagar found herself in, and she had this encounter with the spirit of, uh, with the angel of God, and she was able to, to come up and say, hey, for today he shall be called El-Rohi, the God that sees me. It is the opposite that is happening in Lodiba. In Lodiba, it is a time when you feel, when you are unseen, not that you feel, it's how you are actually unseen. It is a, it is a place where there is no word of the Lord coming to you. There is no nourishment coming to you. There is no release of the words of God. There is no release of the promises of God. There is nothing that is happening to you. The bar also means not just to speak, but to declare and to promise. It is a time where there is no promise of God. No Deborah, no promise, no release, no prophetic word, no declaration. It is a dryness, a complete dryness. That was where Mephibosheth was in. So what the enemy did was the enemy created a, a system of destruction. First of all, he broke his leg so that Mephibosheth, even if he wanted to run away from the situation, he could not. He could not journey forward. So the enemy incapacitated him, incapacitated him financially, incapacitated him socially, incapacitated him spiritually, incapacitated him mentally, incapacitated him emotionally. So that even if Mephibosheth dared one day to see past his brokenness and to realize that, ah, there is something ahead. Mephibosheth could not move. So Satan has incapacitated Mephibosheth. Then the next thing that Satan did was that Satan took him away from around the area of the palace and the kings and Satan moved him into Lodiba. So he now entered into a place where he could not hear God. He could not receive a word from God. His relationship with God was broken. Every time he even went for a meeting, no prophecy was ever released to him. When he hears people say, the spirit of God said to me, he stopped having dreams. He stopped having vision. His writing skills, everything left him. He moved into a low, deeper situation. And so the, the Satan ensured that even in Lodiba, the third thing that Satan then did to him is that Elina began to see Lodiba as usual and normal to the point where he married and even had seed in a Lodiba situation. So Satan, first of all, broke his leg. He incapacitated you. And the next thing, he moved you into a season where you could not hear God, you could not see God, you could not feel God, you could not receive any word. And then Satan began to make you reproduce in that place. So that even if one day God delivered you, you will say to yourself, what about my children? So you never had loyalty towards Lodiba. Listen to me. The Spirit of God is about to break you out of that cycle. The Spirit of God is about to break you out of that demonic captivity.
And what it takes for a Mephibosheth to come out of there is not just prayer and fasting. What it takes for the Mephibosheth to come out of there is the authorization of a king. Because it is a king that has the ability to override every reason why Mephibosheth was in such a place. To go and bring Mephibosheth out of the dungeon and out of the darkness. So today the king of Zion rises up over you. The king of heaven has risen over you. And the king of Zion is saying concerning you that you are coming out of Lodiba. The king of Zion has sent the host of heaven to go and pull you out of those places where you have stopped hearing from God. Where your inspiration has seen where your interaction with the heavenlies has ceased, where your ability to break through the physical realm and to touch the divine has ceased. Today, the Spirit of God is sending the angels of God. He is sending the angelic host of Ziba to go forth and break you out, to go forth and pull you out, to go forth and shake you up. In the name of Jesus, the Bible yeah. says when the angel appeared Amen. to Peter in the, in the prison, that the shackles are falling off the leg of Peter. Yeah, Peter was lying down there. The Bible says the angel struck him by his side and he got up. Listen to me, I decree and declare that even as the Lord begins to send his angelic host, that whatever it is that is keeping you and making you comfortable in low deeper, let God strike you and cause you to get up and cause you to wake up and cause you to know that you do not belong here. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that the grace of God that is released unto you is released even unto your seed. Your children are being pulled out of the low deeper that you pass them in. Every mind set from hell that you carry and you have transferred to your children. You have put it to them as values. You have put it to them as management policies. Every mindset from hell that is limiting, that has been transferred. I decree to you, Mephibosheth, that as God delivers you, he delivers your Mikah. He delivers your children also in the name of Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Your identity is being restored. Amen. Your name is being restored. Amen. Your heart is being restored. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Because the Spirit of God began to say to me, as we're crossing into the new year, part of the prophecies that the Spirit of God gave to me concerning 2022 was that Mephibosheth are coming out of hiding. Mephibosheth are coming out of low deba. Mephibosheth are being broken loose and broken out of the place of hiding for this is the season of the movement of destinies. That was what the Spirit of God said. It is the season of the movement of destinies, the season of the movement of destinies. And he says, one um, one that can be likened to the liberation of Jabez, the salvation of Mephibosheth, and the establishment of Joseph. It is prophecy number seven. It was sent to the groups. Prophecy number seven for 2022. The spirit of the God says that he will cause there to be a movement of destinies. And that one that can be likened to the liberation of Jabez, the salvation of Mephibosheth, and the establishment of Joseph. God is calling men and women out 
out of Lodiba and restoring one-time generals and governors of faith that have been broken by the previous systems of church for the sake of their eternal reward, the master of the church is going to show long-standing mercies to his servants and restore bleeding hearts and wounded souls. In heaven, it shall be called the visitation of Ezekiel 37 over the church. Bone to bone is coming together. But this time, the army that arises shall be for the preservation of God's Israel, Amen. those who have made a covenant with him by sacrifice. There is a movement of destinies. There is a movement of destinies. There is a movement in destinies. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree that you shall partake of this prophetic word. Amen. You will not be left behind. Amen. Once what you used to have as a vague memory of royalty, a vague memory, you remember the days when whatsoever you touched turned to gold. You remember the days where the oil of God flowed through your hand. You remember the days where people looked at you and said, are you even normal? How can you do these things? How can you know these things? What now seems like a vague memory to you? The Lord is revisiting it and it becomes the testimony of your today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For the Bible says that Mephibosheth was, David said, Ziba, you will walk for him. But as for you, Mephibosheth, you will sit at my table. You will dine with me. You will eat with me. And that part of scripture ended by saying, and Mephibosheth sat at the table of David all the days of his life, and he was still lame in his feet. God did not necessarily um, change Mephibosheth's capacity, but God changed the situation around his capacity so that even though he was lame, yet everything around him was working together for his good. Sometimes we are focusing on rebuilding and editing and restructuring um, the, the, the weaknesses in our lives. And God is saying that is not necessarily your salvation. What if Mephibosheth, the testimony of your life is that even though you are lame in your feet, look at how far God has brought you. So rather God wants to change the, the situation around you so that men may look at you and say, this is the hand of the Lord. This is the hand of the Lord. And so I say to you that the table upon which you dine will change in this season. Amen. In this season, you will begin to eat from spiritual royal tables. Amen. You will begin to eat on physical um, royal tables, Amen. intellectual royal tables. Amen. The table upon which you feed is going to change Amen. because you see what you eat determines who you are. What you eat determines the way you grow. What you mm. eat determines your nourishment and your posture. So when the, your table is changed, something changes about your life. When the people you are sitting with and dining with and having conversation with changes, the way you see life changes, the way you imagine changes, the way you perceive what you can or you cannot do changes. When you are sitting with men who have authority and power, even if your feet is lame, there's a possibility of you thinking and believing that you also have authority and power. When you hear the way they strategize, when they hear the way they come up with plans, it begins to 
alter the way you think. I pray that God will change your table. I pray that God will change your table. I pray that God will bring you into the table of kings. I pray that God will bring you to the table of spiritual royals. I pray that God will bring you to the table of physical royals. I pray that everything inside of you that had made you eat like a pauper, that had made you take the crumbs of the word, that had made you settle for the crumbs of human mentality, I pray that God will break it. I pray that you will come into a place where you will begin to sit on the table of abundance, where you will begin to see the abundance of God, where you begin to see the possibilities of the spirit, where you will strategize differently, you will imagine differently in the name of Jesus. Amen. The one last thing I want you to pray about, the Bible says for when you sit on the table to dine with kings, put a knife to your throat. And I have shared this before. The word throat um, is the word nefesh. And the word nefesh means soul. It says, when you sit at the table to dine with kings, thank you, Stephanie, for bringing out this revelation in 2018 or 2019. When you sit on the table to dine with kings, put a knife to your nefesh. Because what can disqualify a man when you are sitting at the table of kings is not necessarily um, how you came in, but it is the way that you eat at that table. It is what you engage at that table. Because you see, if every table or every situation and every setup has got table manners, and there are different mm-hmm. kinds of ethics. So when you are sitting on certain tables, there are, there are ways in which you don't eat. There are ways in which you don't behave. If you are sitting at the table with your friends, you can laugh, you can play, you can put your elbow at the table, you, you, know, you will pick the food, you put your fork in someone else's plate. Those things are accepted on tables with friends. But when you are sitting on the tables to dine with king, you say, put a knife to your nefesh. Put a knife to your soul if you're a man giving to appetite. So even as the Lord is restoring Mephibosheth and the Lord is bringing you to new tables, listen to me carefully. You must go and learn the etiquettes of the realms that God is pulling you into. You cannot be a person that the moment the spirit of revelation comes upon you, what you want to do now, everywhere you go, oh, I see a horse, uh, God is saying, you, you know, go and learn protocols, submit yourself to tutelage, submit yourself to training. Go and learn, go and learn what are the rules that govern this season you are coming into. And you know, I'm one of those people that I don't know how to blow my trumpet. I usually just sit back and look, but I will encourage you take woman awakening to your purpose because you see whatever i share with you here that you put fire you put yeah you put wow it's nothing compared to what i will do with you if you give me 18 hours of your life something will break something will shift something will move that is the whole purpose of training i will give you materials i will give you curriculum we will go back and forth forward and backwards until you arrive at the breaking of truth so Go and submit yourself to tutelage. Mephibosheth, the moment the Lord shifts you and the moment the Lord changes your table, go and learn the manners of the table. Go and understand in this place of promotion that God has brought me to in the spirit, what are the boundary lines? What are the boundary lines? What are the things I should do? What are the things I should not do? Say if you're a man, give it to appetite. If you're a person that you, you want to satisfy yourself, God brought you into promotion with certain people. And the next thing you were eating with two hands like a beggar. Like, hey, this food will soon finish. And the moment the kings notice and they're like, this person does not belong here. And everybody began to withdraw from you because your need to promote yourself and to
And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just declare that even in this season, as you are bringing us to new tables, as you are pulling us into new places, God, show us how. Show us how to bring your government into the way that we dine. Teach us the dining habits of kings. Teach us the way to engage this table. Like Daniel, let us be able to see the table for what it truly is. It is not everything we are offered when we sit before kings that we take. Father, we ask that you begin to school us. You begin to retrain us, oh God. Mm-hmm. You begin to teach us to discern the activities on the tables of kings. For destinies are bought and sold on tables. For interactions and engagements happen on tables. Even though you cannot see, that is where the conversations concerning who men are and how how far a man can it happens on the table so i pray that even as mephibosheth is being raised up into a new table of conversation a new table of dining a new table of delegation i pray that the brokenness from your past mephibosheth it will not show up on that table it will not become the very thing that begins to make you to act inappropriately on that table in the name of jesus but i pray that god will heal your memory and god will heal your heart mephibosheth so that as you sit on this table you will not come and engage with the table out of brokenness but you will engage with the table in wisdom in the name of jesus i pray that god will teach your mouth and and your hand and he will teach your teach you completely how to engage this table in jesus name amen 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 Amen. praise god praise god god bless you um we are coming and we have come out of Lodiba, even as the Lord has released his word. We have come out of the place of dryness and no speaking of God. And you have come into the fullness of the revelation of the word of the Lord. And the voice of God has been released over your life. You have come into the speak season of speaking and the season of instruction. You have come into the season of the releasing of your specific and your individual Torah. So that you can hit the mark of Yahweh concerning your destiny Amen. in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It is uh, a new day. It is the day of the Lord. Sorry, my 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 internet went off. My son was trying to get his laptop and he touched the internet and it tripped. But at least we were able to end the meeting together. So God bless you. Amen. I appreciate you all. And like I said, thank you for all of you who have um, given to me. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you so much. Um, I, raise, I rise up daily, not for reward, but I rise up daily for the contention of the souls of men. And my deepest satisfaction is to see people move and to see people transition into their positions in God and to just take authority. So um, today... Believe the Lord, trust God. I need you to go into your business, into your marketplace, into your offices, knowing that something has shifted. You have come out of dark places and favor, the favor of David is upon you. The favor of David, watch the way you eat on those tables from today. Don't go and eat with two hands. Don't let them know that you've not eaten this kind of food before. Hide yourself, you know, put a knife to your nefesh. Pray that God will teach you to restrain yourself and God will teach you when to stretch out your hand to receive and how to restrain yourself. And I know that as you do so, and as you walk in a new sense of boundaries and understanding, the Lord will bless you and multiply you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Have a lovely day.